This is the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for January and February of 2021. 2021 represents a new day. With COVID numbers still at extremely high levels, the world flexes to respond. And with vaccines here, there is hope for better times ahead. In the grain world, January represents that time of renewal, although crop production in the southern hemisphere never stops. In this modern age, we are able to monitor crop progress like never before. Finding out grain stocks and deciphering grain movement might be a little bit more difficult. However, each January, the USDA releases their final report on the previous crop year, releasing the data dump with such hype, it rivals the Stanley Cup Finals, Grey Cup and Vanier Cup combined. On January 12th, USDA threw a bomb under the mix. USDA lowered U.S. domestic corn production by 3.8 bushels per acre down to 172 bushels per acre. This dropped total production down 325 million bushels down to 14.182 billion bushels. In addition to this, USDA actually trimmed the old crop carryover by 76 million bushels, thus lowering corn supply by 400 million bushels. USDA lowered both feed and ethanol at a respective 50 and 100 million bushels. And the USDA also lowered corn exports by 100 million bushels. The stocks to use ratio was reduced to 10.6% and corn futures reacted by going up on limit on the day. The USDA lowered soybean production to 4.135 billion bushels, a reduction from December based on a 35 million bushel decline and a half bushel decline in national yield to 50.2 bushels per acre. So I've been ending stocks came in at 140 million bushels, which came in within trade expectations. And the USDA maintained their estimate of Brazilian soybean production at 133 million metric tons, but reduced Argentinian soybean production by 2 million metric tons to 48 million metric tons. Wheat was left as a bit of an enigma as U.S. wheat production was left unchanged from the December report. However, USDA boosted U.S. domestic wheat feed and residual usage. This combined with lower production in Argentina and increased global consumption of wheat helped the wheat supply and demand equation. On January 15th, wheat, soybeans, and corn futures were higher than the last Market Trends report. The March 2021 corn futures were at 5.31 a bushel. The March 2021 soybean futures closed at $14.16 a bushel. And the March 2021 Chicago wheat futures closed at 6.75 a bushel. Minneapolis March 2020 wheat futures closed at 6.43 a bushel, with a September 2021 contract closing at 6.59 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of January 15th closed at $52.46 a barrel, up from the nearby futures recorded here in the last market trends report of $46.57 a barrel. And the average price for U.S. ethanol on January 15th in the U.S. was $1.71 a U.S. gallon, up from the $1.47 recorded in the last market trends report. The Canadian dollar noon rate on January 15th was 0.7857 U.S., higher than the 0.7831 U.S. reported here in the last Market Trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 0.25%. In Ontario, Ontario grain prices are higher than they were in December, and this is partly related to basis expanding, mostly based on futures prices going up. We've had exports into the U.K., but also corn moving into Ontario from the United States. Ontario ethanol plants are booked. Old crop corn prices at six seventy-five to seven dollars can have that effect. Now farms aren't homogeneous across Ontario. 
However, farmers, wherever they are, know higher prices. As of January 15th, new crop soybeans are approximately $14.68, and new crop corn is $5.55 a bushel. This is forcing conjecture in farm country regarding what to grow in 2021. At these price levels, it could shift acres into soybeans and away from other more specialty crops like edible beans, sweet corn, and vegetables. Needless to say, the situation is fluid and spring weather will likely determine much of that. Questions about Ontario crop pricing will surely dominate moving forward. There is a divergence between the old crop and new crop values based on where end users are with the different scenarios. When will this come together? Well, we know historically one of the best times to price both old crop and new crop is in June, but this year is so different. In the past, we've seen big premiums for corn in early fall based on old crop values, and the same could surely be had for old crop soybeans this fall. However, it is January 2021, and there are a plethora of market factors to play out in the next eight months. A bird in the hand sometimes worth so much more than seeing one fly by. And you can get all our Ontario grain prices by visiting the marketing section of our website. Now, the bottom line is, when it comes to Ontario crop prices, we're into some very rare air. The last time soybean futures were at these levels, the Canadian dollar was at par and there was a negative dollar basis. There is no true measurement of how much old crop is in Ontario bins. However, 1750 old crop prices are a conversation stopper. Needless to say, nobody knows where prices will go. Commodity markets often get violent when the party is over. However, nobody knows when the party will be over and in 2021 or 22 cents, whether it will end. Things are bullish right now. And when looking at soybean future spreads, all the way out, they are inverted. In fact, the May-June-July future spread is showing an inverse of 13.75 cents. And this shows the willingness of commercial traders to pay more to get soybeans sooner. In the old days of what's the rush to buy beans is long over. South American weather continues to be problematic, despite the USDA pegging Brazilian soybean production at 133 million metric tons, a new record. CONAB, the Brazilian crop agency, has the crop pegged at 133.7 million metric tons, up from the 124.8 million metric tons last year. And the Brazilian corn crop is pegged at 102.5 million metric tons, which is down from earlier in the season. And in many ways, it's hard to believe these crops don't force prices down. However, we got here with our eyes wide open. Brazilian soybeans will likely start replacing American beans to Asia in the next three weeks. And as it is, daily market intelligence from South America will be part of the price puzzle over the next month. The January 12th USDA report was in some ways an indictment of the USDA reporting itself. Why did there need to be such an adjustment with the stroke of the pen? Why weren't these adjustments made earlier? Why was the 2019 crop so overestimated in retrospect? An indictment might be too strong of language as the data collection is complex at the best of times and the players within the USDA fluid and changing always. But keep in mind, the USDA always resets the goalposts, and as farmers, we need to keep that in mind. For corn, well, corn has been somewhat of a bystander to soybeans, but after the January report, you can see it wasn't quite so. Essentially, with the stroke of the pen, the USDA shaved off 400 million bushels from last year's crop, and how does that happen, and why wasn't it caught in December? It is what it is, and the corn future spread did tell us that story, and prices have risen accordingly. Needless to say, the USDA report also said we lost 250 million bushels from the demand side of the ledger. And if prices continue at these high levels, it doesn't bode well for ethanol. U.S. exports, which are behind the pace of actual shipments to hit the USDA 
export target. The March 2021 corn contract is currently a half cent below the July 2021 contract, which is considered bullish, and the nearby March corn contract is currently in the 96 percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, corn prices tend to peak into June. However, prices now are at six-year highs. Now, for soybeans, we all know about soybeans. The world wants them, and if things keep happening as they are, the world will run out. However, that never happens as Brazil is set to harvest their record crop despite the uneven dry weather. However, price movement will continue to be volatile and violent. In many ways, we, are, we all know soybean prices will come back down to earth. However, we still don't know when. It's like a card game going forward. As one card is unveiled, then there's a new set of realities to deal with. Right now, the November 2021 soybean futures is 60 cents above July 2022 soybeans. That tells you how deep this dynamic soybean demand is. The March 2021 soybean contract spread over July 2021 is now 16 cents, which indicates bullish demand. Seasonally, soybeans tend to peak in early July and bottom in early October. However, that didn't quite mirror 2020, but eventually we'll get back to it. The nearby March soybean contract is currently in the 97th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. That in itself tells you that prices are very high compared to usual. For wheat, well, the news in the wheat market involves Russia and the enactment of an export tax on Russian wheat exports. This tax will be $0.82 cents a bushel in February and $1.65 in March. Now, why do this? It has everything to do with keep food inflation under control in Russia, kind of a hearkening back to Soviet times. However, it is what it is, and wheat prices have responded accordingly. In Ontario, new crop prices for soft red winter wheat into the summer of 2021 are in the 750 plus range, much higher than the previous years. As it is, there might be acreage shifts moving into spring, and spring wheats as well as corn, soybeans, and other crops jostle for acres. Price and quality go hand in hand with Ontario wheat, but of course in Ontario, this crop has to get through winter first. A constant during the run-up in grain prices over the last four months has been the decline in the U.S. dollar. When the U.S. dollar declines, it usually has the effect of increasing demand for agricultural commodities as foreign currencies can buy more grain. It is no different this time. Of course, at the same time, it boosted the value of the Canadian dollar, which usually means lower basis values in Ontario. The loony has climbed to the 79-cent level on this move, with 80 cents clearly in the crosshairs. As is, with futures prices rising significantly, the cash price effect in Ontario has been muted this time around. However, if the Canadian dollar heads into the 80-cent price range, it should start to bite into Ontario cash grain prices. It cannot be left unsaid that the change in the American administration will certainly change the agricultural landscape in the United States, and with that, our price outlook. The Trump administration, with its overt American First policy, led to disruption with American shipments of soybeans into China, as well as corn into Mexico and several other trade-related events. It was extremely damaging to all grain farmers in North America, <clears throat> but market facilitation payments of $28 billion plus lessened the blow to U.S. farmers. Unfortunately, Ontario farmers didn't have the agricultural safety net to buffer this price drop. There was more. The Trump administration weakened ethanol demand by granting small refiners exemptions for ethanol blending. 
This was ongoing into the last weeks of the American administration. Ethanol corn usage has now dropped to below 5 billion bushels of corn, and much repair needs to be done not only to the ethanol file, but also to the trade file. Will the Biden administration work toward that end? Only time will tell, but presidential announcements via Twitter are likely over. A more stable environment for agricultural policy is likely in the offing. It is a long and winding road. November 2021 soybeans, as of January 15th, are 11.97. November 2022 soybean futures are 10.59. It tells the story that the world continues and risk management never grows old. The risks out two years aren't the same as the nearby months. In Ontario, we've got some very good cash grain prices. And amid the COVID pandemic, the wheels of the agricultural economy keep turning. And as we move ahead into 2021... There will be many marketing opportunities ahead. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for January and February of 2021. I'm Philip Shaw.